What up? I'm going to tell you today the three guys outside of the three people we expect to be great that need to be great for the Jaguars to make it. When I say make it, I'll tell you exactly how far that is. We'll do it today on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, Tony Wiggins, where it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that on our YouTube page, Locked On Jaguars, we are free to subscribe to. Make sure you go subscribe, hit that bell so you get notifications, like, subscribe, all of that stuff to make sure you understand that whenever we drop an episode, you will be notified that we have one. Also, wherever you listen to your podcast, if you don't watch them on YouTube, just check in every single day on that platform to make sure that we drop that episode and you don't want to miss one. Um, Quick shout out to the everydayers. What's up? Keep keep the engagement coming, man, when y'all see me in public. I love it to death that you guys identify yourself as everydayers. And if you're not an everydayer, you can't be one. All you got to do is just come tune in every day and let me know that you are one. All right. So what we're going to hit on today is first, I'm going to start off. I'm going to actually bury the lead. I'm going to tell you, give you a quick report from Detroit, from Brent Martineau and Stuart Stuart Weber, the guys that are actually there. I didn't talk to them, but I read a lot of the stuff that they said. So I'll tell you exactly what happened in the joint practices today. Good day for the good guys. All right. But then what we're going to get into, man, we're really going to get into uh, three guys who I think if they are great, in addition to the three guys I expect to be great, the Jaguars might go a long way. And I'm going to tell you exactly what the destination is for a long way. I'm going to do that in segment three. First and foremost, uh, everything I heard from Detroit real quick. Uh, Shout out to Brent Martineau and Stewart, wherever they uh, work for the flagship television station of the Jaguars. And uh, they are in Detroit and they they're sharing information. And we I'm just going to pass it along to you just in case you didn't hear that Calvin really got deep and beat somebody for 80 yards. He was chirping at Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And that's always a good thing. Uh, But it was friendly because those guys know each other from high school. Um, The defensive line got moved around a little bit in the running game. And that came from somebody I follow in Detroit. And um, I did not make arrangements to talk with Matt Derry. I should have done that. I may try to do that for tomorrow, who covers Locked on uh, Lions. I know he's really, really busy up there, and maybe when I record, he's not available. But um, in any event, Trevor was sharp. The offense was sharp. Uh, Nothing to report injury-wise, so that's always a good thing. And uh, it seems like the Jags went up there on a mission, and they got some good work in. So we we are really, really happy about that. So now let's get to today's show and one that I'm really, really excited and eager about to talk because uh, I don't necessarily like making predictions. I like because I think when you make predictions, sometimes what happens is you sit around and you have to you have to constantly explain yourself or you have to uh, always report like the status of that. Like last year, I'll give you an example. When we did our AFC South preview, by the way, we've done it again, and it is fabulous. Tyler Rowland tried to steal the show, Tyler Rowland of Tic Tac Titans. Uh, but uh, let's just say I, I held him off, right? I was like Jon Snow holding off 
the Night Walkers, right? Be be on the lookout for that because that was a really, really good show that we put together. Um, whenever that comes out, I'll make sure that we pass that along to you and, and remind you to go check it out. But I dropped some gems on there just like I always do. I just last year I made a prediction that the Jaguars were going to win the division, and at some point they were two and seven, and everybody starts trolling, which they do. Tyler Rowland was one of them. Those dudes from the Texans, Hickman, uh, Hickman was one. Uh, Cody Davis was another. And then they had to come see Daddy because Daddy was right, right? I I told them they need to call me Daddy, right? They got to call me Papa because they had to come see me when the Jaguars were making that run, and then eventually won the AFC South last year. And I hit them with the, you damn right. Okay. But as much as that moment lives in, in glory in my head and made me look as omniscient as uh, anyone wants to ever be, I don't necessarily like making predictions because for nine weeks, that thing was looking real ugly for me. Right. But I don't like doing it because I'm, I'm still a fan also, and I just want to leave room for whatever's going to happen to happen and the magic to happen. Like, you can't predict the guy's going to throw four picks in the first half and be down 27 to nothing, and they're going to still win. But at that moment when they were down 27 to nothing, I was sitting in the press box, and people, some people got mad at me because I said they were going to still win. In fact, there was one listener and one guy on social media, we – I don't know if he was drinking or something, but he got really, really mad at me that day. And he had never done that before. And I ended up blocking him, but it's all good. By the way, if I see you come up to me and I'll unblock you, I don't know your name. But the thing is, is folks get really, really upset. I like to be in the moment because that in the moment part of it, that's why I've always been really good at gambling, right? And betting and making bets. I know what to bet on and what not to. But it has to it has to have this organic origin for me. It has to come from not me just sitting back trying to make predictions and trying to try to sound smart and be right. It just has to come from like in the moment. And I have to know exactly what's going on. So I'm real hesitant to do what I'm going to do today, but I'm going to do it anyway. The three players that I think everyone should assume are going to be great this year are Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley and Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell's been their best defender over the last two years. I know uh, Foy, Foy Oluwakan is was great last year with a bunch of tackles, but I'm talking about for the last couple of years, the, the guy that's been the best player, in my opinion, on their defense has been Tyson Campbell. And he looks like he looks like he's ready to take a next step, right? But Calvin Ridley, we've seen him be great before, and he hasn't lost a step. We anticipate that he's going to be great. And he's going to be catching the ball from a guy – who was great at the end of last season, who now has Calvin really to throw the ball to, and that's Trevor Lawrence. So those three guys are pretty much folks that we think are going to be great. Now, the three guys I mentioned can't be great while those guys aren't great, and we expect the result to be great. No, I'm saying that we're assuming those guys are going to be great, and for the sake of what we're saying here, we're going to make them great, right? But then for us as a team to go to another height, I think they need three more great guys, right? I think it has to be one of those things where at the end of the year, and I know all pros mean more than Pro Bowl selections, um, but we have six guys, six, that you could argue that everybody would easily argue with and say 
have had a great season. Six, usually when teams win, and I don't want to give away segment three of what I'm saying may happen. When teams win, they have that many people that you can point to and say, oh, it was him, him. Well, of course the quarterback, but then it's like, oh, him, 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 and him, him. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. You need to have another four guys that are honorable mention that you think might be great. And we can do that too because they win a lot of games. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be like eight, nine guys. But great is different from very good. Great is different from very good. So real quick, why do I think those three guys will be great before I actually get to the three guys that I think are going to be great? And then in segment three, how far can we really go? Where where am I talking about them going? Realistically. Trevor Lawrence, I believe, is going to pick up right where he left off last year and then some. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. He's got more weapons. I think Trevor Lawrence, at the very least, has 4,800 yards uh, passing. Completing close to 70% of his passes, I think he gets well over 30 touchdowns, and I think he stays under 10 10 interceptions. I really do. Tyson Campbell, I think if teams actually decide to throw the ball at him, he's going to get some picks this year, and even if he doesn't get picks, he'll be known as the guy that nobody wants to throw at. And Calvin Ridley, I fully expect to have well over 80 yards, but with a very high yards per catch, that's going to have him somewhere around 14, 1,500 yards receiving with some touchdowns. Yeah. So the other three guys, I'm going to tell you who those three guys are and tell you how it can affect the team. I'll give you a little hint. They're all on the defensive side of the ball. All right, so let me tell you about that just a second here on Locked on Jaguars after I first tell you about today's sponsor, which is Nutrafol. Now, this hits right at home for me because me being a barber, I have heard people complaining constantly about hair loss. In fact, lately my hair has been a little bit thin and I've been trying to figure out what the heck is going on. You don't have to choose between better hair growth or your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better health better hair health through whole body wellness. That's great. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code locked on NFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A fol.com slash men and enter the promo code locked on NFL. That's neutral.com slash men promo code locked on NFL. All right, man, we give you some, man, we constantly giving y'all good stuff. We really, really hope that you support our sponsors because all of this stuff is very, very tangible and needed by a lot of people. 
I'm dead serious when I tell you that I've been losing my hair lately. I think it's some meds I've been taking, but right here on my corners, I'm getting a little thin. And um, we like to keep that fresh, that fresh line in the front. We also like to keep it Gucci with you and let you know that um, we think the Jags are going to be pretty good. And we're not just being homers when we say that. We're not just being overly optimistic for all of uh, all of the listeners. No, I actually do. I believe they're going to be pretty damn good this year. And um, how good and how um, how fast and, and what destination um, they they get to, we'll see. But I can tell you this. I think the Jaguars are going to have a very, very good chance to make their fans extremely, extremely happy. How about that? I think y'all are going to be extremely happy with what happens this season. And one of those reasons is because Trayvon Walker, who is one of the people I'm going to talk about, is going to have a big year and remind people of why he was the first round pick. Let me be honest with you, or the first overall pick. Trent Baalke has not missed very much on what he's done. I know there's somebody on this list that people think uh, qualifies as a Trent Baalke miss, but I'm here to tell you that it's not going to happen. I'm here to tell you that Trayvon Walker will be joined by Devin Lloyd on this list as guys that have great seasons. Devin Lloyd had a one-handed interception today and had his hands all over the ball in Detroit. Devin Lloyd is on a mission to prove folks wrong. So the two number one, the two first-round picks from a year ago are two guys that are on this list. The other guy is Andre Sisco. You guys have heard me say that Andre Sisco should be an all-pro this year. He had three interceptions last year, one for a touchdown, and he dropped three three others that hit him right in his hands. If you catch them, now you're being mentioned with the, you know, Earl Thomas, who that's who I, he reminds me of, but you're also being mentioned with Kevin Byer, guys like that from around the league. Now that the team is winning, so those are the three guys. We're going to break it down right here. We're going to dissect them right here in this segment. I, I hate putting an over-under on, on Trayvon. I think his over-under right now is five and a half for sacks. I'm going to go over that. I think Trayvon was going to get 10. And the hard part about me saying that number is because if I think he can get 10, I think he can get 13. How about he has eight and a half with a game to go and then he gets the other one and a half sack? But his impact is bigger than the sack total because you're going to get tackles for loss. You're going to get running quarterbacks off their square. You're going to get guys thinking that they can outrun him to the flank and they can't do it, and they're going to have to throw the ball all the way into Section 200 to avoid that sack. 44 is going to be all over the field this year. Shout out to Mama Walker. How you doing? I know you're listening because you listen every day. And I would love to tell you that this is just flat out ginger ale, but I would be lying. It is not. But I believe that that kid is ready to bust out and break out. And in all this nonsense, this, the foolishness that I talked about on yesterday's episode, I knew the, the second they were going to joint practices up in Detroit. And shout out to my man, Matt Derry from Locked On Lions, who 
I should have arranged to talk today. I didn't. I'll try to see if I can get him on tomorrow, but I know he and I operate on two different schedules. Um, but I do believe that he's going to have a big year this year. I think he really, really understands exactly what his role is. I think he's done the work in the offseason. The offensive line, according to coaches, have been raving about his hands, his hand placement. And I'm going to say this with a sort of a smile on my face, his ability to disengage uh, because I use that word. And when I said it to him, he laughed at me because I think he heard me. He heard uh, maybe somebody told him I say that all the time, but. I don't think coaches have told them. I don't think they've used that word, but I use that word. So I always make sure I tell y'all that when I say stuff, it's not necessarily what the coaches are saying to people, but I think he's going to have a huge year. I think being in a training camp this year without any injuries is going to really, really help Devin Lloyd. And I think Devin Lloyd was sort of a Swiss Army knife in college, where now his role is being more defined once he's gotten to the NFL and he needs that extra practice time that he did not get because he was banged up last year. But if y'all remember, Devin Lloyd got off the plane last year and he immediately went out with my, my buddy Coach Smith down in Clay County and started working. Sometimes you have to have a little bit more than the want to. Sometimes what has to happen is you have to be lucky that you don't get hurt. And then you have to actually go and adjust to the fact that they're asking you to do some different things from college. And I think he's going to really, really benefit from it. He's looked really, really good. He just looks more confident. He, he looks like he's allowing his athleticism to lead him because his brain is the navigation system that is going to take him where he needs to go. Finally, Andre Sisko. Andre Sisko is my dude, man. And I don't think outside of maybe what's up that I've spoken to Cisco, um, that's on me. Because I probably, you know, all I got to do is request to interview him. But um, just watching him from afar and watching him, the way he moves in practice, the confidence, the way he carries himself. He just looks like one of those guys to me. And when I say those guys, I saw Rasheem Mathis in practice. I saw Jalen in practice. I saw uh, A.J. Boye in practice. And I remember back in the day when I first started doing, um, when I first got a little bit of access, yeah, I would see Aaron Beasley and all of those guys and Fernando Bryant. The thing is, is it's almost like something I can't explain to you. If you look at the tape, you notice his suddenness, right? But it's the confidence that he walks around with. It's how he plays. You very, you very rarely ever see anyone like, like admonishing him. All you see people doing is congratulating him on, on, on the plays that he makes. You never see him being overcoached. That's because I think he's a kid that gets it and he does everything right. And I think there's a lot of trust in this Jaguars organization. I anticipate he'll have five picks. He'll have a couple of forced fumbles. I think he's going to get two or three sacks. And he's going to cause those fumbles uh, when he when he when he lines up close to the slot and he brings it. He came in. He did it the other day in the first preseason game. Knocked the hell out of the quarterback for the Cowboys. A little delayed blitz. This entire defense. All three guys that I say could be great. Join Tyson Campbell, who's in the other three, 
that I expect to be great. But these guys are going to join them. And what that'll do is, this is something sneaky I want you to watch. And we'll determine how far can they go. Everybody says it's going to depend on the defense. Okay, fine. I just gave you four guys that are going to be great on that. I think Devon Hamilton is an honorable mention. He's going to be great. I think Darius Williams is going to have a real solid year outside. I think Rayshon Jenkins is going to be very, very good again. And Foyola Wakan is going to be Foyola Wakan. He's just, he's just going to be Mr. Consistent, probably going to lead the league in tackles again. And Josh Allen. So I'm setting y'all up with this. And we'll discuss this in segment three. How far can they go if all of these things happen? How far can they go if all of these things happen? Those things line up like I just said. The Jacksonville Jaguars will win the Super Bowl and be crowned the 2023-2024 Super Bowl champions if this happens. I'll tell you more about it just a second here on Lockdown Jaguars. All right. Quick rundown of what we're doing here. We're talking about the fact that I think three three players are guaranteed to be great. Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, Tyson Campbell. I think if they get great play out of the next three guys that I mentioned, which is Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, Andre Sisco, the Jaguars won't just make a deep playoff run. The Jaguars will win the Super Bowl. And then you got to deal with another issue. And that issue is you got to stop people from trying to hire Mike Caldwell, which you don't really want to stop people from hiring uh, the the defensive coordinator of a team that wins the Super Bowl, especially if that defense plays well, which I think this defense is going to play well. It's inevitable that you're going to start losing people. I mean, if that happens, they're going to lose Press Taylor. They're going to lose uh, Mike Caldwell. And then they'll either promote from inside or go out and handpick somebody that Doug Peterson uh, knows from in the past. By the way, if this happens, Doug Peterson will be the first head coach to ever win a Super Bowl with two separate organizations as a head coach. So there's a lot of history that has to happen here. And I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Is that how it goes? Or the chicken before the egg or whatever. You know, I ain't trying to confuse myself too much. But I still believe that before we get there, there's just so much blue sky and so many little things that have to happen. So that's why I'm going down the line and I'm naming these guys on this defense that I think could be absolutely great. There are other players that would be good and, and great on offense. But if they're all really, really, if they're all great, then they're all not really going to be considered great because it's going to look like, Okay, anybody can play in this offense. But defensively, you can have individuals that are having stellar great years because there there are no stats or or rates. Like, they have different responsibilities. I know a running back and a receiver has different responsibilities, but if you're throwing a guy a ball a whole bunch, you, you you can't really get the running back to score a whole bunch of touchdowns. I mean, you ain't going to have a running back score 18 touchdowns and a wide receiver do the same thing. It's not going to happen. They spread the wealth a little bit on offense, right? But on defense, everybody can be great and it'd be noticed because it's not dependent on stats. It's just dependent on things that you do. And if that happens, that means the Jaguars have done a stellar job of player development, of teaching, 
of having the guys on the defense understand exactly what they were supposed to do, guys buying in and doing exactly what they were supposed to do. And then you're, you're gonna, you think the only problem that you'll have at that point, and I don't want to get too far ahead of it, is um, keeping your coaches. Well, now you got to keep your players. Because the other thing that happens is the coordinators not only get head coaching jobs, but the position coaches get coordinator jobs. That's usually the way it works. If DJ Townsend has, has two guys that he turns into all pros and Tyson Campbell and Andre Cisco, somebody's going to try to hire DJ as a defense coordinator. It always happens that way. It always happens that way. And you should feel happy when you lose your coaches to other jobs because that means you've had some success. But you should also feel happy because you got to remember as long as you keep the head coach, he can go out and find some, find some other people because he's the one that put that staff together. And those, that's credit we'll have to give to the coach. But, yeah, I think if this happens the way that this happens, whereas of, out of your six players, the, the the three that you expect and the three that I mentioned today, out of six of them, if four of, them are, uh, four of those guys are defensive players, then what does that actually mean for the team? That means the unit that everybody expects to do well, which is the offense. I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't expect the Jaguars offense to be very prolific with their receivers, their backs, with Doug Peterson calling the plays. Can you imagine if this defense is this good? That's why I'm making what might be considered some sort of outrageous prediction. It's not outrageous to me because can you imagine if out of the six guys that received consideration for awards at the end of the year, four of them on defense, you got Ridley and Lawrence, and then after that you got Tyson Campbell, Cisco, Devin Lloyd, and Trayvon Walker. All guys chosen in the last three years. Your next issue is not losing coaches. Your next issue is getting them all under contract and getting them all extended. Especially the guys not chosen in the first round. I'm telling you, keep your eye on this. Watch it as it transpires and it unfolds. I think this could really, really, really be the year that the defense Get some credit for contributing to something that's going to be very good and very big. I didn't tell y'all this, that I already got an Airbnb out in Vegas. Yeah, it's out in Summerlin, if you're familiar with Vegas. Why did I do that? Well, a military reunion that I used to go to every year that I've missed the last three, maybe four years, I think. I think I missed it four years. I think I skipped it in 19 thinking I was going to do it in 20, but then we had this COVID thing. And the last couple of years, I just haven't been able to get to it. My buddy's re double retiring. So I'm going out. But I also am going out because I have my chest puffed up a little bit. I got some popcorn muscles. And I, I really do think the Jaguars are going to be so good that it's not out of the question that they'll be the team in the Super Bowl. And I'll already be there. You can be here with me every single day on Locked on Jaguars, but make sure you're also watching Locked on NFL. Today's episode of Locked on NFL features yours truly, along with James Rapine, and we're talking about the best divisions in the AFC and who we think is going to win those divisions. Now, who y'all think I picked for the AFC South? Thank you. 
make sure you tap into that subscribe it's a daily podcast um i'm not on no i'm not on every day but the guys that are on are fantastic and you're gonna love them all they're from around the locked on podcast the nfl side of the locked on podcast network great people great people you guys are great people too because by you choosing to Tune in with us every single day and make yourself an everyday. You have made my life grand and me and my family. We really appreciate it. All right. Until next time, you guys take care. We'll talk more about what goes what's happening in Detroit and get ready to give you a preview on Friday for uh, this weekend's game with the Lions and the Jaguars. Until then, you guys take care of each other. And we'll see you next time here on the Locked on Jaguars podcast.